welcome to the Stalk and I podcast for single women considering solo motherhood by donor conception. I'm your host, Mel Johnson, the solo motherhood coach and solo mum to a three-year-old daughter. We're a series one of the podcast focused on making the decision to become a solo mum. Series two is covering the process itself. Each week, I'll chat to a different guest to cover each step of the process of becoming a solo mum. Something some solo mums worry about is who to have as their birth partner, if anyone. We might have someone who's a really obvious choice to have, but some people don't have that person and they're not sure whether they should have someone they're not 100% sure about or whether they should just do it without a birthing partner. This week, I speak to Lorraine from Mama to Mama Doula. She supports people on their birthing journey, offering emotional and physical support from pregnancy, birth, and the weeks after the birth. So thank you so much for agreeing to be a guest on my podcast. This series is all about the process of becoming a solo mum. And one of the key things that you need to decide when you are a solo mum is who to have as a birth partner and how that process all works. So really looking forward to getting into the detail of that with you. So do you want to just give yourself a quick introduction before we start? Yeah, my name is Lorraine. I am also known as Mama to Mama. Um, I run doula services across West Yorkshire and Manchester. So I support people on their birthing journey um, through from pregnancy, from conception all the way through pregnancy, through birth, and then in those first few months as a new parent, um, offering emotional, physical, informative um support no matter what your circumstances no matter what your choices are in birth um i am a mum of a daughter of three years um and it was pretty much my experience of going through the journey of becoming a mum that made me want to become a doula and everything that i experienced and um some of the things that i saw happen i just wanted to ensure that there was a positive experience that people felt they had when going through this massive, amazing journey of becoming a parent. Is being a doula a new thing or am I, have I just been living under a rock? I've never, when I was going through the journey, I'd never heard of a doula before. Is it something that is new or has it been around for a while? It's been around for centuries. Um, it's just been given different names, I guess, as we've gone through life. Often people talk about, you know, raising a child, it, it takes a village. And if we think back even just, you know, a hundred years, it used to be the case of mothers from your neighborhood would drop in when you've had a baby and there'd that be that support network. Um, but a doula is essentially a, a mother of the mother um, and supports the, the birthing person to have a really positive experience from you know cooking them an amazing meal to being there when they're birthing their baby to holding the baby while mum sleeps or eats or you know has a pee and pee so we've been around for years and years and years I think in modern day society there's been less talk about doulas um, and people have kind of just muddled through not really knowing that that support is there um, it's huge in America so um, it's you know obviously the the system over there is very different to our own um, but often you'll find Americans will 
choose to have a doula as part of their birth experience. So, um, and it is huge down south as well. So I think it's just one of those three things that it's starting to trickle through um, the country and there's more awareness of the support that's available from a doula. Fantastic. I love that. Um, the mother of a mother, that's like an amazing concept, especially for people who haven't got their parents maybe um, able to support them. Feels a little bit reassuring that there's another person who could sort of help play that role, who's actually super qualified to play that role in this particular circumstance. So um, great. So basically, um, I my audience are parenting without a partner without a romantic partner some of them have a natural choice of who a birth partner could be but other people worry a little bit about who should I have as my birth partner am I putting someone out asking them practically will they be able to get there and be there for me are they the right person do they know me enough it's very intimate you know do I feel comfortable with that so some people have a much harder time choosing a birth partner and I think it's a subject that seems to stress out um, some of the women I speak to because they, um, they feel like they should have somebody and, you know, if they can't find the perfect person, then they can feel a little bit stressed about it. So I suppose the first thing is, in your experience, what would make a good birth partner? Like, what would people be looking for, would you say? I think you've got to think about how the birthing environment looks for you and what that looks like for you and then see who fits into that. So in order for us to birth effectively, we need to feel safe and we need to feel comfortable in order for the hormones of labour to flow in a way that they're meant to flow. So from that respect, anyone that you do feel like offers that safety for you, if you kind of think of it as birthing in a cave, that person that's going to stand at the door and stop the walls from coming in and getting you basically. Um, and someone that also makes you feel comfortable when you are probably going to be at your most vulnerable state. So if that person um, isn't able to kind of give you that feeling of reassurance or you think there might be something that would stop that feeling for you being there, then they might not work as a birth partner. Um, it's also really good to have someone that is calm and can be calm in stressful, sometimes stressful environments. Sometimes birth doesn't go to plan, things change, decisions have to be made quite quickly. So someone who can kind of keep their head while it feels like everyone is kind of losing theirs and be that advocate for you as well. Um, especially when there might not be a partner and someone that you want to be there to look after you and your needs and your desires for your birth they would need to feel comfortable to advocate for you in a time and a place when you might not be able to advocate for yourself physically, emotionally, mentally. So they have to feel confident enough that they know you well enough and have been through your ideals for birth and are able to have those conversations with care providers or whoever else is in that birth environment. And then someone that's just practical. There are so many practicalities to um, being a birth support, you know, thinking about how to get the person to their place of birth if they're going into a birthing centre or hospital, or even if they're birthing at home, what practical things do you need in order to create this safe, comfortable environment? Um, 
being able to drive is always a good thing if you know you do end up going into hospital picking you up with a car seat is a you know a great practical thing to have um but just knowing kind of what to to do instinctively in those moments which is really hard unless you've done it or you've trained in it but it can be someone that you know will just switch into practical mode if needed so i think they're the main things um as a doula all of those things are kind of part and parcel of what i do i guess the additional bits is the emotional and mental support so being able to talk about how you're feeling without feeling like someone might judge you being able to have an open and honest conversation about what you want for your birth without feeling like someone's pushing their own opinions or you know advice on you um, as a doula we don't give advice it's very much about a birthing person's choices um, and that is a huge huge part in feeling comfortable as well um, so it's it's really important to have upfront conversations with anyone that you're inviting into your birth space about what your desires and choices are so a that they can advocate for you but also so they're really clear in terms of what your birth looks like and what's right for you like i said as doulas we no matter what our experiences are we will always give you information to make informed decisions about what happens in your birth even when you're there um, especially as things change um, as well that, that's why I invited my mum to attend my antenatal classes with me because I thought then at least together we could figure out what I did want because I had no idea and at least then she could understand what I wanted but it was quite funny with me and my mum because I was very clear I would love to have a water birth I would love to have it natural no drugs I didn't want an epidural very clear about that and then um, I was induced and I had no pain, no pain, no pain, no pain, no pain, no pain, no pain. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Get me an epidural now. And my mum was like, uh, what? And she was like, but that's the only thing that you, I was like, mom. She was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and then spoke to them to say, you need to help. She's obviously um, not comfortable. But but it's funny, like you say, it so often doesn't go to plan of what you think. So that person needs to be able to act on your behalf, even if you change your mind on something then. So um, I my mum came to my um, antenatal classes with me to figure out what I wanted. If you were going to then use a doula, um, how would you then sort of, how much time would you spend someone before the birth to figure out what they actually wanted? How does that work? Yeah, so they, especially if, if you're wanting a doula to be present at your birth, the antenatal part is really, really important. Not just from a understanding what the birthing person wants and needs in terms of their birth but also just to build that relationship and that trust but it does it very much looks like some of the practicals obviously what we're facing at the moment with a pandemic it is restricting any partner to be with anyone during their hospital scans appointments with consultants however as a doula I would be there over the phone with that person if they're you know having a consultant meeting and want to have that other person in the room video calls phone calls that's how I would support being that emotional sounding board so when all the anxieties kick in you know all the thoughts that we have when we're becoming a parent having that person to speak to and um, I generally say for most people having that support or knowing at least where that support's coming from from the moment you kind of pee on the stick and you know 
is it can be a massive reassurance um, and it may not be that you actually need any doula support until later on but just knowing that there's someone there to kind of call on from any point so I always say no matter what point you are at your journey and you feel like you want that additional support a doula will be there for you and work it out and it's it's individualized care so I'd say a minimum of four weeks to get to know each other get to know what's going on in terms of the pregnancy but it could be from the very start it could be before you even conceive because we do need support especially if there's assisted conception going on there is that support needed there as well um so yeah the antenatal is really important and it's not just for the preparation of birth either either one of the biggest things that i find as i work with my clients is that there's such a big focus on birth that there's kind of this afterthought of oh shit there's going to be a baby what do we do then and it's just like that's a huge part um so i always try to work with my clients from a postnatal point of view even if i'm not going to support them past them kind of having their birth still gearing them up for this is what life's going to be like with a baby and the realities of sleep deprivation and feeding and everything else that comes along with it so yeah it's an integral part of being a doula is that antenatal support and it doesn't always come with birth either i'm happily offer antenatal support as something just to give that additional support in the build-up to birth um as well as a separate and i think what you say is so true actually so some of um, my coaching clients are worried now about the birth which is still like seven months away um, and actually what they could then do um based on what you're saying is reach out to a doula get that sorted even if they don't really have a detailed conversation till much nearer the time but then the reassurance is okay i've got someone i've got a plan and at least it's sort of sorted and you're not anxious about it then that's really good advice practicality of antenatal support is that it doesn't necessarily need to be in person as well so you can kind of fit it in as you because obviously if you're pregnant you're possibly still working the amount of calls that i have kind of later on in the evenings it can work that way as well obviously in person is amazing but we're also still in a pandemic as well so that's one thing that i've learned that actually a lot of the antenatal support is like very much like this and it is a lot of it is just talking and going through information i think that's the other bit that i didn't mention is the the things that come with becoming pregnant and going through the journey there can be a lot of questions um and a lot of googling and a lot of what did you do and you know following other people's advice and copious amounts of appointments and doctors maybe telling us one thing um, a huge part of my role especially antenatally is offering evidence-based information without any prejudice without bias without agenda um, to help the birthing person make informed choices so that they kind of get a 360 view of the world rather than just oh so and so did this or the doctor said i should probably do this um which just creates a bit of space for autonomy to make your own choices um which is really really important for a positive experience as well so if someone then does choose to use a doula for the birth practically how does that work so how does yeah talk us through how it works 
Um, so from an antenatal point of view, um, I would normally offer a client, you know, several sessions for us to talk through birth preferences, like I said, um, and then obviously preparing for um, the actual birth itself and then preparing for becoming a parent. Birth preferences will be a huge part of what I kind of take on so that I can support them in their in their birth and we'll be working together in terms of what that looks like for them um, and then actually being at the birth from a practical point of view and um, for a doula it means that we're on call for that person it tends to be from week 38 through to week 42 and um, however if there are any reasons why we think baby might come early or be later then we can adjust that as well and in that on-call period we're pretty much on call for everything not just the birth so those twinges in the middle of the night those oh my god is this normal all the questions um we're there for that support so then when it comes to the actual birth depending on how you're planning to um go in how you're planning to have your baby um it may be at the very start of early labor where things are kind of just slowly getting started or you think something's changing we may be there for physical support for that if that's what you want and that might be in your home and it might just be kind of reassurance offering you physical support through surges um cooking you a meal to keep you energized making sure that you're eating and drinking um or it might just be being over the phone and just knowing that that person's there while you're kind of going through those early motions so we're there at any point I guess that you go into labour and then depending on how you are planning on um, giving birth if you're staying at home we would then stay in the home environment for you if you wanted to have a water birth and you had a water, uh, birthing pool I'd help to set up the birthing pool and be a support for you in the way that you'd want me to be offering massage if that's something that you were interested in counter pressure helping you breathe remember all of your comfort measures and also being that voice in the room as well if you know there are things changing or you feel like you want to try something different sometimes being that mediator between the birthing person and the care the medical caregivers and the midwives that will be there if you're in a hospital setting getting you to hospital making sure that we've got your bags hopefully helping you to maintain whatever momentum you've built up in early labor through to getting to your hospital environment and then setting up your hospital environment as well which is really important so making sure that it is the environment that you want to give birth in so if it's dim lights with you know twinkly candles or the certain smells or you you know you want to be on the floor or be able to move around creating your birthing environment for you so it's kind of essentially taking all of that thinking part away so that you don't have to do that and you can just engage in your birthing brain and being there throughout from the moment you kind of start all the way to the point of feeding your baby for the first time whichever way you choose to feed them and being settled in either at home or you know on the postnatal ward being that support there um until you're kind of ready to kind of take things for yourself you know, the way you're describing it, I'm like, don't ever leave me. Stay <laughs> here and help me. <laughs> it sounds amazing. I mean, I think it will be so reassuring for people to know that if they don't feel that they've got 
people in their support network that they could ask to do at least some elements of that, that, that there is a service that they can choose to use that will provide this support. So just in terms of the birth itself, one of the things that I think, I've spoken to a few of my coaching clients who say they almost feel um, a bit embarrassed that they haven't got a partner and will the hospital think it's a bit strange that they're not there with a partner what's your view on on like the hospital's view or the, the the you know the medical staff's view on who comes in with you in the room have you got a view on that um i think it really varies from trust to trust midwife to midwife and especially with the way things are from a pandemic point of view at the moment um however they should be supporting any support that's right for that person. So no matter who that person is, every birthing person has the right to choose their own support. Um, often it, is, it can be a lot easier without a partner to navigate. It can be hugely beneficial because there's not that other person in the room to think about. There's no additional emotions involved. There's no cross communication between the birthing person and what the partner thinks. And, you know, just the example of your mum being in the right place of being like, well, you said no to epidurals and then you're going, I want the epidural. It's it, the communication's really clear. And um, so actually sometimes it can be a massive positive. And then all the focus is on you. So um, as a doula as well, supporting, you know, solo birthing people, is, it can sometimes be a dream because you, it's just that one-way communication. Having a partner there is amazing support as long as it all works together. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always happen. So from my experience, I, I've never experienced a case of it being weird or anything being said, and it shouldn't. And I think if anyone ever does experience that, then that's a problem that we as a society need to face into. But generally, I think it is seen as a positive thing. I've heard a few stories where um, the midwives have said this is the actual dream because they <laughs> have that partner there getting involved or fainting in the corner yeah. or whatever it is. So I've heard really positive um, experiences about it and I think the thing to point out for people doing this on their own is we have a tendency to compare to the fantasy version of giving birth with a partner where they're there and they're supporting and you know they're, they're our absolute rock whereas as you say the reality is that's not always the case and um, obviously sometimes it can be yeah it can be quite tricky doing it with a partner particularly if you don't feel 100% comfortable I think some women have talked about not feeling 100% comfortable having um, their partner there um, and so um, if you um, so then you've given birth that first couple of weeks can be a really tricky time particularly if you've had a c-section because um, it can be you know difficult to to lift the baby even um so what support would you offer then for that um after birth what's the what's the correct name postnatally postnatal thank you yeah <laughs> that's the one um, what support would you offer for the postnatal um period so that's when being a doula really comes into play and that mothering the mother is kind of the it's the essence of postpartum postnatal care um, we really do focus on the mother so that mother can focus on the baby. Um, and it is all about the emotional 
well-being of the birthing person and the new parent and um, so supporting them in all of the feelings that you have when you've had a baby um, the emotional highs and lows the practicalities the sleeplessness so just being there as a face a friendly face to talk to um, I often find from no matter how many people I support that is the one thing that above everything else is the the most important thing is having that space and time to talk to someone so I offer emotional um support I offer um support to talk through your birth experience because I think often that gets left on the shelf especially once a baby's in the room everyone wants to you know cuddle the baby and sometimes the birth experience needs to be talked about and um, so offering space and time to talk about what happened in your birth and then all the practical things as well so as I said antenatally supporting you to build a plan for when you do become a parent so thinking about how you want to feed baby how you'll deal with sleep deprivation and what your kind of what's your level of okay I need additional support when will I call it in what does that look like um, so it may be offering help with actual feeding. So whether it's breast, chest, bottle, combination of both, um, giving information, being there physically to help that, that journey, that feeding journey. Um, a lot of us doulas offer overnight support as well. So when it does get really hard and you kind of up for hours, being able to just kind of hand baby over um, to someone um, who you trust to be able to look after them while you catch a couple of hours sleep um, or even a nap during the day so being there in those first few weeks to kind of just just ease some of the the pressure of becoming a new parent and learning about this new human being as well because they are um, this magical thing that we just we end up having to learn a lot about so yeah the practical support in terms of understanding how to change nappies you know all of the things that I think sometimes we take for granted that we just know or we should know um, but actually it's, it doesn't make sense until you're actually in it sometimes um, and then the lovely stuff like you know cooking them a really nice meal um, having food stocked up in the fridge so that you know it's easy for them to just grab a meal um, looking after other pets if they've got pets light housework it, it basically is and this is my ultimate dream is kind of creating like a postpartum hotel where you don't have to do anything but bond with your baby and that's asking myself why I did not know about this <laughs> <laughs> although I didn't either I didn't I give credit to my mum because she did do a lot of uh, that sort of stuff for me but um I, like I say many people aren't in that lucky situation where their parents are able to do that or they don't live close or they're not here anymore so um I, yeah it just sounds so amazing to have um to have this available what one of the things that I really loved when we chatted is you know you have to pay for this service obviously and um, so particularly solo um, mums have been through fertility treatment it's not cheap um, and so you know maybe struggling financially however this investment is is totally worth it um, and one of the things we talked about which I loved was a, a great idea of rather than asking people or you don't really ask but you know rather than getting the traditional um baby shower gifts 
actually um you know suggesting to people that the best gift ever would be the gift of sleep after, yeah, <laughs> you know, after giving birth. and actually that people could contribute towards having some postnatal support I love that idea if you could find a nice way of sort of saying if anyone is going to help me out then this would be the best way to do it I think that's a brilliant idea yeah and doulas are really quite accessible I think that's one of the myths when people find out about doulas it's kind of like oh well it's only you know if you can afford to if you you know you've got loads of money and actually a majority of us doulas will happily do payment plans will happily receive that you know gift vouchers or gifting of our support um and even just working the way that I've had to be working the last few months antenatally doing it over the phone it means it is a lot more accessible for people um one of the things off the back of our conversation and actually a client of mine um kind of sparked this kind of it's kind of snowballed after our conversation not just about gifting but rather than arranging a baby shower arranging a postpartum pj party and it's basically like a schedule. So all the people that would normally want to come and see baby, rather than them kind of just dropping in, seeing the baby, bringing a gift, saying goodbye once they've had a cuddle, you kind of pull together a schedule of when you think you'll need support. And you basically say, okay, Joe, you can come on this day and it would be great if you could bring me a meal. And then Sarah, you can come on this day and it'd be amazing if you could pick me up some shopping. And they come and they know that they're coming into your home and you're not necessarily going to be hosting them they're going to be hosting your pajama party and i just thought that was it's amazing that that's where my client is and that's what they're doing for themselves but just the thought of just being in bed with your baby and then knowing that there's going to be this trickle of people that are going to come in and support you so yeah it's i think it's so important because it sets us up for the parents that we want to become I literally love that idea. Right, isn't it? Totally stealing it. Approaching so, <laughs> clients because that is such a good idea because a lot of them struggle with how to ask for help um, because it can be hard to how to, but packaging it up as a pyjama party, that's like asking for help in a fun way but still getting the help. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, the person who would have organised the baby shower could organize it for you so you don't even have to ask you could be like right this is the help i'll need now you go and ask everyone what exactly, they exactly. Oh, this has made my day that is an amazing <laughs> it's amazing isn't it and it's it is just because it's such a simple thing and we went round one of our friends is due to have their baby really soon and they said you know what i'm just i'm so full of anxiety i'm so tired and would you just come round and like they just said just having that presence of their people there and we didn't they didn't want a baby shower so we didn't do anything we you know we had a few banners and stuff but it wasn't about the baby it was about her and it was about her in that moment and what she needed and I think it's just if we switch the focus a little bit to that the the birthing person because they're the ones that are going to look after the baby it's not up to us necessarily to, you know, take over from them once they've given birth. It's very much about us helping them to be the best parent they can be. And a lot of that is letting them have some sleep, feeding them, telling them they're amazing because they have just carried a baby and birthed a baby. They're amazing. I love this idea because I'm even just thinking about myself. 
I want to be guided by other people on what they want because everyone wants something different and I really want to support my friends who are having babies but I don't know what they want so they want me to come and help so actually having that sort of like organized and and to be safe right how you can help is to do this it's actually helping your friends be the best friends they can be which i think people would actually like because everyone wants to support but they often yeah. just don't know how or the best what that looks like i love this idea that's such a game changer well i think it's one of those things that like obviously we had the conversation about gifting doulaing um having just spoken to a few clients and what they're planning to do it's just i think it's just one of those things that it is just it's very much changing the idea of how we look at parenting in those first early months as a society and it is very much focused on the parent on the baby rather than the parent um so creating something like you say that feels more like an event like a baby shower makes it feel a bit more accessible um and obviously as a doula and being able to signpost all of the things that are going to be key in those first few months that maybe you don't think about like the fact that it might be helpful to just run a hoover around the house because the house hasn't been hoovered even though that might not be top priority for for you that might be something that as a new parent could be driving you insane because you just think you know old life is gone I can't do half the things that I was doing before um so yeah it is just I think it is just one of those things that we just need to retrain ourselves to think oh yeah what about the parent and I think it's especially important for solo parents because they haven't got anyone else who's going to do any of those things. They haven't got someone to go to the supermarket to do the housework, to do, you know, you're doing everything. So there are lots of practical things that people can do for you. Um, definitely, you've got no one to cook your food. You've got no one to bring you a cup of tea. You've got no one to do anything, change the bedding, whatever it might be. So, um, yeah, at least for the first week, the first couple of weeks, having that would be um amazing because you get that practical i think for me the biggest thing of doing it without a partner is the practical support i've got lots of emotional support from different people i know everyone's in different circumstances but having the hands-on getting stuff done is is sometimes the the bit that isn't there so this would be a great solution for that amazing one other question i wanted to ask would you sometimes then if you as a solo mum have somebody and a doula so i know again covid aside because that might not be possible but you know would you advise or you know what is the advantages or disadvantages of having someone and using a doula um yes to having an additional person as if you trust them and they create that environment for you that we talked about that feeling of safety and that comfort um because we, we're not necessarily made to be on our own in this and like we say we always talk about this village so we can birth by ourselves it doesn't always give us the biggest advantage because sometimes you do just need that even if that person isn't doing anything knowing that there's someone in your corner can sometimes make such an emotional difference so thinking about the birth environment itself there are practicalities so there are things that you can physically do helping the birthing person to stand get into different positions being a counter pressure to them but then 
that takes a lot of energy from that person as well. So being able to kind of work in shifts and swap over and there might be someone that there is there just for the emotional support and someone that's there for the physical support. You may feel more comfortable with someone that you really, really know that you've known forever touching you rather than someone that you may have, you know, only met a couple of times. So there are huge advantages to it. And um, like we discussed before, anyone that you kind of invite into your birthing space, especially if you know them and they're related to you or you're a friend, they may bring their own emotions and they may bring their own agendas. And it's really difficult because birth is such an emotive thing to remove that. And as a doula, I'm trained to go into that room and not bring any of my baggage or my ideas or anything else and just be present for that person but if you you're just a support to that partner to that person as their partner that might you know their emotions might come up and sometimes that might not be helpful you know if you're in, wanting to be clear in terms of decision making and that person isn't clear sometimes that can not help a situation as well one of the things I've spoken to some of my um, coaching clients about is what they've sort of settled on is using a doula for the birth itself, but having somebody, one of their friends, somebody they've known for a long time or a family member in the hospital, again, if we're allowed, but having them in the hospital or almost like just after the birth you know a friendly face of a friend um to come and, and see you afterwards but not necessarily be there for the physical birth um because i think that's the bit where people are like do i really want that person in the room with me maybe leading up to it maybe afterwards um but some people prefer um someone who's more like trained to do it for the actual birth itself so I guess it's all completely a personal choice it is and we you know we do get emotionally involved in our clients we do massively care about how you, you know your experience but all of the things that we've experienced and our beliefs and our opinions none of that comes into play at any point and um, so it does often just give that space to just be you do what feels right for you knowing that you all you're going to get is that support there, that person that's, like I say, in your corner. So if someone is interested in using you, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> Use my services. services. <laughs> um, do you just chat through a personalised plan with everyone? There's, no, there's not like a set, this is what, what you can have. It's, it's, it's discussing what that per individual person wants. Yeah, I mean, there's a starting point. So there's a starting point for all of my packages in terms of this is what support could look like. Um, but yeah, it is very much tailored to every individual because every birth, every birthing person is different and will want different things. So um, I normally start by having initial conversations with people to understand why they want the additional support, what that looks like at the moment, talk them through what I offer, and then we kind of work out which bits work, which bits that, you know, don't work. Is there any additional stuff that they need? And then, yeah, build it from there. Um, like I said, you know, it's from any point in pregnancy, even before you're pregnant, it can be that emotional support. And then all the way through to, you know, this first, I call it the fourth trimester. So it's the first kind of three months as a new parent that often we don't even label up as a trimester, but it is, it's a massive transition period. So what that support then looks like could be very different for 
from what your birth support might look like and it may be that you're just that emotional person there to talk to and you've got all the practical support so yeah it is very much tailored to the individual and I suppose you can offer purely remote support if that's what someone wants but if someone wanted you to actually then be at the birth and um, what what sort of radius do you cover for that I try and say especially if it's birth support that I can be with you in, in an hour so um, where I'm positioned, I'm kind of equally positioned between Manchester and Leeds, so I can travel to both. Um, so from initial conversations, we'll look at postcodes and say, OK, I'm an hour and 20 minutes away. Are you happy that if I'm supporting you for birth, it could be an hour and a half before I get to you? Um, and we'll just work it on that because often it, it can be case. And I've got a base in Manchester as well. So sometimes if I know that I've got a client in Manchester and they're around their estimated due date or, you know, they're planning to go in for an elective C, I'll just move my base. So I'm able to kind of support pretty much in a quite wide area. But yeah, it's also for that security of me knowing that I'm going to be able to get to that person's birth, especially if I'm their sole birth partner as well. It's even more, even more important. It's unusual as well, I think, isn't it, that that something would go from not knowing anything to an hour and a half being t I think it, that's not very common that you would only have an hour and a half period. Exactly it's not very common however there are early labours that go on without even knowing that they're happening and they can just progress really quickly and it's more about knowing that you've got that support when you need it mm -hmm. so if that does happen even if it's not then going to be you know a two-hour labor or whatever if you then start contracting quite quickly and you just want to have that person there you might not want to wait an hour and 20 minutes so you know it's gonna it's just knowing that you've got someone there I'll often be on the phone as I'm driving like I'll be there in 10 I'll be there in five and that reassurance as well and where can people find you if they want more details so um, I have a website, it's called mama to mama doula.co.uk. Um, I'm also on all the social medias as mama to mama doula, um, so Instagram, Facebook. Um, but if anyone wants to drop me an email, I'm sure you'll be able to send my details over to them and then we can have an initial discussion. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I think it's reassuring to so many that this is an option for them. And like you say, I think knowing in advance that there is an option just takes some of the anxiety um, out of it if you do want someone there for the birth. So very interesting discussion. Thank you so much. For having me. It's been lovely talking to you. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Stalk and I podcast, I'd hugely appreciate if you rate, review and subscribe. I look forward to seeing you again next week.